This podcast proudly brought to you by Wilhelm Streaming. Welcome once again to yet another episode of Wilhelm Stream. My name is Yogi. And I'm Tim. Uh, what's up? <laughs> Not much. It's a beautiful day here in Melbourne. It's just a... Yeah, we're recording on a Saturday in the middle of the day at the moment. It's like really nice. It is, it is a perfect day to be outside. <laughs> yeah. So we are naturally inside being yeah. Game, yeah, nerds. <laughs> and right after this episode, we're recording another thing as well. So. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll be recording our uh, special edition uh, 10th podcast. We're recording that because finally we've got quite a few of our friends available to, uh, to record. Yeah. Uh, as we've previously mentioned, uh, our Cards Against Humanity special episode 10. So that should be fun. Yeah, so that'll be coming out next week. But uh, for now, we've got episode 9. Yeah. Um, plenty to talk about this week. Do we? Because I'm <laughs> so out of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, originally I was thinking about uh, this as a topic for the I Want to Believe. Uh, where's my thing? Uh... <laughs> that'll do. <laughs> um, but... It's, it's oh, here it is, right yep. at the top. God damn. <laughs> but uh, I feel like it's it's more of a news story, and I like to start off uh, each episode with a news story now. And yeah, uh, yeah it's it's the exciting news that perhaps the uh, the mystery behind Harold Holt's disappearance might have been solved. Oh, hello, listeners. This is uh, editor Yogi saying that we shouldn't have jumped the gun on this. Uh, hindsight is a bitch, and the Harold Holt thing is not true. But we're going to leave in the rest of the uh, conversation just for shits and giggles. So carry on and enjoy! Yeah, now this is really funny because I also found this news article and <laughs> made sure not to tell you about it because I'm like, oh, save it for the podcast. Yeah. And then you found it on your own. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting, but it's not like... A big thing yet. No, no one really knows a lot about it. It's just sort of filtering through at this stage. For those of you who don't know, uh, Harold Holt used to be a prime minister, a former prime minister in the past of Australia, and um, one day he went for a swim and never came back. Yeah, and there are all these, <laughs> there are all these massive conspiracy theories behind it. You know, a Japanese mini sub. It was around about that t- that yeah, time. Nobody so. knows what happened. He just never came back. Yeah. And Presumed dead. Yeah, well, yeah, as you assume after all this time. Like, yeah. So it's uh, it's a really interesting. The funniest story. thing about the story is some somebody decided to name a pool after him. What's well, the thing? Pool. Th- there are multiple Harold Holt Memorial swimming pools. There are actually they? used to be one in Box Hill, I believe. Really? Yeah, and it, there's one in Queensland. Yeah. So is it's this is you know it's. You know, ironic Australian sense of humour where we're like, oh, yeah, that guy drowned. Let's name a pool after him. Hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah, well, would you like to tell the uh, the story about how it happened or, uh, or how they, they think that they've found him? Um, some scientists were apparently uh, tracking what is known as the largest shark known to man, a great white shark that has been named Deep Blue. Uh, they were tracking that and... Um, successfully kind of caught it yeah um and wanted to do some more uh research and things on it because we still don't know 
how long the average lifespan of a great white shark is. Yeah. And this is the biggest and longest living, I guess. Well, it's the one that they know about for the longest amount of time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they thought, oh, we take it to a lab and we can uh, kind of put it in a tank and be able to... Uh, just study it. Just yeah. study it whenever we want instead of having to chase it around. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Um, so they capture it somewhere uh, near Mexico. Mm. And they, they have a rig... Uh, rigged up truck with a tank in it and they put it in the tank successfully and stuff and they're transporting it to the lab and on the way to the lab the shark dies yeah because for those of you who don't know a shark in order to breathe needs to be able to move through water because i it think there's certain types of sharks because i think it was maybe only a couple of years ago recently that there was somebody found that sharks like to sleep and in groups and they just sleep on the bottom of the seabed right right. it's so weird but i think there are some certain sharks that they do have to move to keep living yeah (laughs) so this one in particular had had to be able to to move through the water so that the water would go through its gills and it would get the oxygen it doesn't just absorb the oxygen out of the water you know without movement Mm. and so basically the shark went from one end of the tank to the other and couldn't turn around (laughs) and uh and basically suffocated so it's a horrible story but um yeah, they got it back to the lab, and they did an autopsy on the shark and found some human uh, remains inside its body. Yeah. And from what I've read, uh, they found at least some parts of a skull or something like that, and they compared it with some dental records. Yeah, and they were similar enough <laughs> that you know that people thought, well, you know, maybe this is Harold Holt. And so, <laughs> because of how similar they are, they've they've they're shipping the the shark. Over to Australia to compare with, you know, official records. Yes, so bizarre. <laughs> it's a yeah, it's a really bizarre story. It's like, oh yeah, you know that that one Australian prime minister who disappeared. Uh, yeah, about fifty to sixty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's like, oh, remember that one Australian prime minister who got eaten by a shark? Like, it just gives that reputation to Australia so much more, like about being such a dangerous place to live. Like. I, <laughs> Uh, you know, one of our earlier podcasts, I talked about traveling to the US, and I had a conversation with just a random person staying at the same hotel as me, and they're like, oh, I'd never go to Australia, all those animals, they're out to kill you. I'm like... What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like I, under- like, I understand that's the reputation that Australia has. Like, the scared little guys have a fantastic oh, song yeah. about all the things that are going to kill you when you come to Australia. But that in particular, it's like, if you're living in a, in a city, there is a significantly reduced chance. Yeah, I'd say if you're living in the city or at least a well-established suburb yeah the most you've got to look out out for is like maybe spiders yeah and, and even then yeah even then they're not that uh prevalent yeah although i did find a spider crawling on my bed yesterday morning. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe i shouldn't talk about it. well I, th- I think you know you're probably more like <laughs> you're probably more likely to get shot in america than you are to get oh, killed yeah, by an animal I'd, in australia that, yeah so <laughs> and the drop bear thing is a myth. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Well, That's I actually just went... the thing we say to you people. <laughs> <laughs> I actually went camping once, and uh, and someone in the middle of the night, like a, a person, pulled up in their car, ran out of their car, jumped on our tent, and ran away. And the campground people tried to pin it on a koala that often hangs out and <laughs> likes to jump on people's tents. I'm like, that drives away in a car. <laughs> like, I woke up like. Sort of subconsciously heard the, the running towards and the actual impact. Woke up in a fright, like, and then heard them run away. So it was, <laughs> it was bizarre. And yeah, because they'd 
they'd actually overbooked the camping ground. <laughs> and so they had us basically on the nature strip of <laughs> the road. It's like, of course, drunk people on a Friday night are going to do something stupid. I went camping a few years ago. This was quite a long time ago with uh, some people who uh, I don't see anymore. But uh, we were good friends at the time. And one of these guys got so drunk one night that luckily he had a tent to himself because he ended up throwing up all over the inside of his tent. <laughs> it was lucky that we could hear him throw up as well because like, he needed help to get yeah. out of that thing. But he was throwing up so much and so loud that he was actually communicating with a nearby koala. <laughs> that the koala, like, he'd go, and the koala go, <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. See, I've got a friend that woke up one, like, uh, you know, we were, he'd been drinking and we were camping, and he woke up, like, like, he was on a camp stretcher. Yeah. Woke up, just sat on the, the side of the camp stretcher, and then just, Vomited straight onto a sleeping person next to him. Oh, like, just, just straight on. Like, the person was in their sleeping bag, just blah. Oh, God. <laughs> so, not a particularly nice story. And people, yeah, the, the two other people in that tent, especially the one that was covered in sick, uh, evacuated the tent for the evening. Yeah. <laughs> and just <laughs> let him sleep in there with all this. <laughs> Challenge. Now we recently did our um our last challenge where yes. we went to a Galactic Circus and played some games against each other. We filmed quite a fair bit of it, and we'll put that up on YouTube and on our Facebook page. So uh, I set down the challenge: uh, three separate sort of arcade games at Galactic Circus. I love Galactic Circus; fantastic place to go. I'm often, you know, I used to go there like you know, once a fortnight at least um, with a friend and we would just put 60 bucks on a card and just play. And, you know, we were there so frequently and winning so many tickets that I got a Nintendo Wii U out of it. Uh, he got like a complete Justice League set of figurines out of it. Oh, that's sick. Um, yeah, pretty cool. Uh, they've actually recently got a bunch of new prizes that are way cooler than anything they've had before. Yeah, we checked them out yesterday. There was um, some really sweet, like, figurines, like, proper statuettes of um, comic characters and stuff like that. And, and my personal favourite was the the statuette of the DeLorean from oh, yeah, to the Future. Cool. Yeah, and they've got, you know, computers and... And, and tablets and... And consoles and yeah. stuff. The really, really cool stuff that they've got, so... And then, you know, the obvious bullshit toys as well. <laughs> yeah, so bouncy balls and yeah. pirate coins and stuff. <laughs> but yeah, they've got a good, a good spread for, like, you know, if a kid's only gets 50... 50 tokens or whatever, yeah, they yeah. can get something that they'll have a bit of fun with. So <laughs> that's always good. A pair of handcuffs or something. But yeah, we decided, as you know, I love Galactic Circus, we'd go along and uh, and play a best of three challenges. I consider myself pretty good uh, with the basketball game. So the ones where you just sort of have to shoot as many, uh, as many goals as possible in a certain amount of time. Yep. Um, Yoki, you rated yourself pretty highly with Daytona, Daytona USA. USA which, you know, I've, I've played quite a bit over the years, but I've, oh, I've never been good at it. Uh, and we thought if we have to go to a tiebreaker, ski ball would be good. Like, we love um, Dogma, the movie yeah. Dogma. I love Kevin Smith. So we thought, you know, ski ball would be an appropriate ending if we needed one, a tiebreaker. It's even uh, mentioned in Chasing Amy as well. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we started off with basketball. Um, and, uh, you know, honestly... You know, I had a bit of an off game, um, <laughs> but you know, I still thought I had 
put a target there that might be a bit hard for Yogi to reach, not being a particularly sport. Like, you've, you've done roller derby, but you haven't really... And you've played... Hockey. Hockey, for yeah. Years. For some reason, I was thinking softball, but <laughs> that's my housemate. Um, yeah, so you, you had some sporting, you know, ability, yeah. but I didn't think that you'd be able to... I take it like the basketball. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're good at shooting as long as we don't have to run or dribble or nothing. <laughs> yeah, so in the end, I think I put up a score of 32. Yeah, you, you got 32. So that was, you know, sort of... Well below my, or probably you know, just below my average. And I got thirty-three. <laughs> so immediately I was uh, a bit concerned <laughs> <laughs> because that was the one that I was sure I had in the bank. I thought you know, if I can win this, I'll probably lose uh, Daytona USA, and then you know I I might have a chance at Ski Hall. So, you know, dragging my heels, we, we moved over to Daytona, USA. Yeah. Spent quite a long time trying to set up the camera for it. Yeah, well, that's the thing. We went just us two, which is something we've got to think about in the future and get, like, a third person, the cameraman for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Um, you held one camera while steering your car. Yeah. And I held my tablet on my shoulder <laughs> while steering my car. And I've watched the footage over, and it was, it's decent enough. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not all over the place. <laughs> but, um, yeah, during that, that race, like, you were out for justice, I guess. You were out to kill. Like, you were slamming <laughs> me into the wall and shit, where I'm like, I'm used to just racing in this game. What are you doing? <laughs> well, this is the thing. Like, I've always done, you know, played that game the same way as you, like, just trying to race yeah. as much as possible. Um, whereas my traditional racing style is to crash into people as much as possible, get them out of the way, and then win the race by a mile. Like Which we'll play. Um, is kind of what you do. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, in the end, I ended up. I don't know how far ahead of you I was. By I'd the say end about five hundred. Oh no, about hundred meters. Yeah, so it wasn't wasn't too far ahead, but yeah. I just I think I managed to. Well, you you crashed into me as well. You knocked yeah, you knocked me out, but yeah, I did end up winning. Uh, the Daytona USA, which was so it became a tie, funny. but it became a tie in the reverse way that we thought it would be. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. It works. <laughs> <laughs> it so we then went into ski ball. Yeah. Um. Now the ski ball, we did like the basketball. We took it in turns. Yeah. And um, I went first, and for some reason, I thought it was a timed game. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just. I just went for it. It being, of course, until you use all your balls. Yeah. Um, but whatever. So you get nine, uh, nine of those little white balls to, to roll down. Uh, and for those of you that haven't seen skateball, you have to sort of get them into different spots. You roll to get it down a points. ramp, and then it, the ball jumps up, and then there's like these little hoops that you got to get it in, and each hoop is like worth a uh, different amount of points for your score yeah we had a uh, not an argument we had a, a nice discussion beforehand over who was going to go first and the reason i didn't want to go first was because i knew that if i went first i would lose and the reason for that is because i would have spent every single ball trying to get into the ten thousand dollar little <laughs> tiny hole up in the corner yeah. um and then i would have probably only ended up with you know a handful of points whereas <laughs> Uh, after you know, following you, I was able to know ha- what I had to hit yeah. and just you know rolled them straight down the middle and get got four thousand, four thousand, four thousand. So yeah, if if you haven't already come to the conclusion from listening to what I've been talking about, I won the uh, this week's challenge. No, I'm sorry, I'll put you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Tim won and I lost. 
So it's uh, it was a good comeback from the pool uh, yeah. challenge, which uh, which is good. So like. I've won a challenge, you've won a challenge. And we had the practice challenge of Tetris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good comeback from the, that terrible, terrible loss. If you guys haven't heard that one, you can go back to episode seven. I, I forget. <laughs> but and it's also on our YouTube channel. You yeah, can definitely. find the link on our Facebook page as well. Yeah, check it out and have a look at uh, my dramatic loss. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, good comeback and, uh, and a wonderful place to, to go, Galactic Circus. It's got... Yeah, got, got bowling, got all the arcade games, racing. Yeah, definitely bowling. check out our video of the Galactic Circus thing once we've got it up because, like, if you've never been or if you're not even from Melbourne or whatever, like, we do kind of film around and stuff and show off all the shit that's up, up, sorry, all the <laughs> shit that's around there and stuff. So, yeah. And it looks really cool. It's kind of like the, the, the kids' section of, like, the casino entertainment oh, yeah. <laughs> precinct. So, it's, um, you know, it's actually... Uh, I like going there more than I like going to the casino. Not that I don't like going to the <laughs> casino. But yeah, it's a really cool place to go and it's um yeah, you've got the laser tag and all that sort of stuff, so yeah. Yeah, so that was that for all this week. Challenge. <laughs> so yeah, we yeah, that was that was good. So handshake. <laughs> Slash Mexican high five. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to cut these um, episodes shorter as well, so if you haven't already figured it out, like, we've been recording two episodes in one sitting and then just releasing them weekly, and we're thinking we're, instead of recording two so long and then struggling what to talk about, we'll just record, like, one long big one and then cut it in two and have a part one, part two. Yeah, yeah. And then release them weekly anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... It's a, I think it's a good way to do it, so it's just, you know, nice bite-sized chunks to, to listen to. Hmm. You know, you've, you don't have to listen to the, you know, a, a longer podcast means you have to allocate longer time. So, yeah. you know, if you're just driving into work, 45-minute episode, easy. Now, I'm used to the longer podcast because I've just got time at work to really listen to whatever I want. I've got eight hours, <laughs> but that's just me, and not everybody has that luxury. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the house of fun. Okay, now I've got another story about uh, old housemates. This one kind of includes me, and this isn't really picking fun at anybody. It's just a funny thing, a funny story that happened. Yeah. The One of the first houses I lived in, we found a way up onto the top of the roof. Right. And we used to... You, you, yeah. You helped us, like, done this with us as well. Like, I've we never got to, onto the roof, but oh, I saw you? people get onto the roof. Okay. We used to just hang out on the roof every now and then. It was fun. Yeah. Until like one day we had like eight people up there and we're like, this is too many people on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> the first time we got up there though, like there was some, like a grate or some crap covering the uh, chimney. Yeah. And it was a chimney that we stopped using anyway because like we were pretty sure we clogged the flue full of ash and right. soot and all this shit. Because we did use uh we did use it to have fires and stuff, but yeah. then we just dirtied it so much that none of the smoke would go up the flue anymore <laughs> and it would just smoke out the rest of the house. Yeah. But yeah, we'd usually get on top of the roof after we've had a couple of drinks or take some drinks up with us. Yeah. And when we saw this grate or this mesh thing on top of the thing, we we're like, We put this there and we removed it. A couple of weeks later we heard some rustling and stuff. Uh, me and my housemates in the house and this is when I had that guy who owned bunnies and we yeah. thought did you leave one of the 
bunnies inside and not put it back in its cage. And I'm like, no, no, no. Turned out a, a possum had <laughs> climbed down the chimney and then made its way inside the house and it was yep. just wreaking havoc all around the house. And it took us a while to figure out what the fuck, how, they, how it was getting in because there was also like a, a cat flap, like a doggy door kind of thing, but yeah. like smaller than a doggy door on the side of the house. Yeah. And we thought it was getting in through there, so we, like, put all this junk in the way so it couldn't do that. And then we tried, like, our best to kind of round up this possum and put it in, a, <laughs> uh, like, an old garbage uh, bin thing yeah. and then just turfed it outside. And then, like, ten minutes later, it got in again, and we were like, how's it getting in? <laughs> and then somebody saw it yet another time, like, escape, and it just went up the chimney, and we're like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yeah, we had to get back onto the roof and put the thing back in. I think I could have told you that that, that was going to happen. <laughs> and me, like, I don't think I've heard that story before. <laughs> or, like, I heard maybe the start of that story where you had blocked up the, the doggy door. Um, <laughs> but like, as soon as you said you took the grate off the chimney, I'm like, no. It's going to be a passer. <laughs> Luckily, it was like a ringtail possum, not a brush tail. Those brush tails are evil motherfuckers. <laughs> like, it, it, before we worked out that we had to put that grate back on top of the chimney like it had come in a few times and the last time we had tried to catch the possum was the hardest and like it really got itself into like a real kind of a hiding space nook kind of thing <laughs> behind some guy's desk yeah and uh we ended up because it's got some really sharp claws the only thing we could use at the time to kind of grab it and like cover it other than a bed sheet because bed sheet's too thin mm was my um, trench coat at the time. Did you not have towels in your house? Didn't think of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, surely towels are the go-to for anything like that. Yeah. Oh, there's a bird in the house. Get the towel. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it just there ended up being so much, like, fur just stuck <laughs> to my uh, trench coat that I ended up going, okay, that's the end of my trench coat. <laughs> I used to wear that, that trench coat I used coat to wear it all the time. But at that stage, like, I lost a fair bit of weight and I stopped wearing it and mm. stuff. I, I was just getting used to, I think it was about summer as well. So yeah. I stopped wearing it for a long time. <laughs> and that was the end of that. <laughs> that was your possum magic. Hero of the week. So I'd like to introduce a new segment here on the Wilhelm Scream, and that segment is Hero of the Week. Uh, but I thought this week, the first week, you know, I'm a bit of a Marvel guy, you're a bit of a DC guy. I don't have much overlap, but you have a, a bit of overlap into, yeah. into Marvel. I thought it's only fair that we do the two heroes of Marvel and DC, so I'm going to start off with Stan Lee. Okay. So Stan Lee's, um, you know, the Marvel guy. Whenever people think of Marvel, whether it's the cameos in the movies or yeah. you know having you know created some of the greatest superheroes in Marvel comics, he's the guy that you, you think about, and he is super super old. <laughs> he's ninety two years old. Yeah, he's he's about to die. <laughs> Hopefully not. I'd yeah. love to see him live to a hundred, but that only gives him eight years. So. <laughs> but he's. A, he's it's really I'm weird. Really to... old spider friends, <laughs> Excelsior! <laughs> it, it's very weird to look at him because, like, you think of the comic book nerd, and he sort of, to me, epitomizes, you know, the the concept of Peter Parker. Like he's sort of the small, oh, yeah. sort of nerdy guy, 
but who has that you know um, is quite charismatic and you know his alter ego is this comic book writer <laughs> you know at sort of you know making children's fantasies a reality um, is something I really love about him. He's a really cool guy. You know he's they Wikipedia lists his notable works. Uh, as Daredevil, The Fantastic Four, Hulk, Iron Man, Spider-Man, Thor, and X-Men, and uh, a lot of collaboration with Jack Kirby as well um, on a lot of those. And my favourite superhero is Thor, has been since I sort of got into comics. And so for me, he's a he's a hero in that sense because I love the um, the Norse gods as a you know as a um, concept and as the history of those sort of things. So to incorporate a Norse god into comic books to me is pretty awesome. Um, so that's sort of why I've got him as my hero of the week for this week. Uh, and I feel it's appropriate uh, to have, you know, a comic book creator as a hero. So It did uh, run Marvel for quite a long time as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Whereas at the moment, I think DC is run by both Jim Lee and Dan DiDio, or Dan DiDio, depending on how you pronounce it. I think it's DiDio. Sure. I think that's the way he says it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a, a huge fan of Stan Lee, and uh, we'll put a little bit of a profile on our Facebook page. You can have a, a read-through of all the info and, and some of his best uh, his best stuff, maybe a few clips to him talking about his creations. I know I'll definitely put a link to um, his appearance on Comic Book Man. Yes. Um, just the way that he talks about especially he talks about um, writing Spider-Man and uh, some of the, the storylines within Spider-Man is really cool. Even though I'm not a Spider-Man fan, I, I adored that. I thought it was, the way he spoke was so cool. Uh, and so, Yoki, your hero of the week? Uh, my hero of the week would have to be Bill Finger. This is something that, uh, like something I talked about recently with um, our sister podcast, uh, Legends of Today, that I do with our friend Dom. Yeah. At the moment, our uh, cover photo for our Facebook page for the legends of today is bob kane uh the quotation marks creator of batman yeah and stan lee just hanging out together yeah because like i think like there doesn't need to be a a rivalry of who is better Listen. or like or, or what like what's better dc comics or marvel comics and why there's always that fighting well, this is the thing. I recently listened yeah. to your um, first episode of uh, Legends of Today, yeah. and I heard you talking about that, and I sat there going, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, they used to be good friends. So. Oh, absolutely. I, I, have no, I have no problem with DC. <laughs> um, my thing is that I like the rivalry. Yeah. I quite like the, the Marvel versus DC kind of element, and that they each have their, their own positives and negatives. Well, look, I like the rivalry in a way that it pushes both sides to be better. Sure. I don't like it in a way where fanboys start getting into fucking um, <laughs> disagreements about shit. I'm like, you can read both. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it, it's just insane to me, especially when, like, when it comes to especially novices' understanding of the comic book world and like, what are you, a Marvel fan or a DC fan? And I'm like, you do know there are other publishers out there, right? <laughs> like IDW, Image, Dark Horse, shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> so I, I have no idea who Bill Finger is, though. Okay, well, this is um, what I talked about recently in the uh, Legends of Today podcast, but I'll bring it up for this because I don't think everybody what, uh, listens to both podcasts. Yeah, sure. Um, and it's something that needs to be talked about anyway. Cool. Since the creation of Batman... Bob Kane has taken the reins, saying he was the sole creator of it and kind of took the limelight for everything and what whatnot. Sure. Uh, back in those days when somebody 
created a character. These writers and artists were only working for the publishers as um, uh, like one-time things. Like, like contract work. Yeah, yeah, contract work, exactly. Yeah. And whatever they came up with belonged to the publisher. Sure. It's only in the last few decades people have been going, but I created this, where's my rights to this character, or all that kind of stuff. Yeah. As, you know, if you create something, you want to have some kind of say in it. Yeah. When it comes to Batman, ever since the get-go, it was Bob Kane saying, I'm the creator, I'm the sole creator, blah, blah, blah. Apparently, that's not the case. Right. From what I understand, Bob Kane kind of came up with the concept of a dude dressed as a bat that fights crime. Right. Every single thing about Batman that we know of, that his parents were killed in an alley, the way, like, his costume looks, yeah. all his gadgets, all the, the backstory, all this stuff. Like, even, like, his philosophy, like, the yeah, way yeah. that he, he operates. All created by Bill Finger, who cool. was the artist for Bob Kane. Right. And for the last, maybe, decade or so, the family of Bill Finger, because Bill Finger's uh, passed away, mm. um, along with Bob Kane, but yeah. not at the same time. <laughs> yeah. um, the family of Bill Finger has been trying to fight for his acceptance in um, credits and to get recognition for his creation. Sure. And um, quite a legendary bit of news is... Um, DC's had to do this before with Siegel and Schuster with the Superman thing. Like it took right. quite a while for them to acknowledge that Superman was created by Siegel and Schuster. Yeah. Um, but it got there. DC have finally come out saying, you know what? You're right. From now on, we'll include Bill Finger's name in the credits for uh, like all our animated Batman movies and even like the upcoming Batman v Superman. In the credits, it'll say, like, Batman, created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger. So that's a big win. Yeah, absolutely. What's not a big win is that his name is still not on the comic books. Right. Um, where it'll say, like, in the credits of the comic books, say, like, Batman created by Bob Kane. Yeah. Still nowhere to be seen is Bill Finger. Okay. But the biggest slap in the face is that it has just been announced recently, like, the last couple of days, Bob Kane has been accepted for a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Right. Oh, hello again, listeners. Just letting you know, this has already happened, but at the time of recording, it hadn't. So, wibbly-wobbly-timey-wimey. Continue! And Bill Finger has not. Well, uh, yeah, I think that might, <laughs> might take a bit of time, but you, obviously if you've got passionate people there who are... You know, stating the case for yeah. recognition, then that'll probably happen in the long run, as long as there's proof. Um, which, if he's getting recognition on the movies and yeah, the it's shows, there's got to be proof. It, it might just take some time. That's all. Yeah, and I mean, because it's Sesame been... Street have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Lassie <laughs> has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So but it's to get that recognition. Like, I don't even think he's the family that are opting for this is out for money. I think they're mostly just like, we just want the recognition. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's kind of wait and see kind of thing. Like, uh, even a lot of artists and uh, writers have been trying to fight this fight as well, like, for Bill Finger to get his recognition, not just their own. Yeah, absolutely. So it's something pretty cool that's been happening in the comic book world. Yeah, it's good to, to see some recognition for... Obviously, that would be... You know, quite an amount of work to to create something from scratch like like Batman. Yeah. And you know, if Bob Kane's coming in and going, I've got an idea for a man who dresses like a bat. And, <laughs> you know, t- 
why don't you go and work for Sesame Street? <laughs> <laughs> He's called the Count. <laughs> um, like, this is something that uh, I've seen a few uh, interviews with um, Alan Moore. Yeah. And he's not the biggest fan of Stan Lee because right. he thinks, like, oh, all those characters that Stan Lee created, it was all Jack Kirby's idea and stuff. And I'm like, I don't think Stan Lee ever went out and said, I'm the sole creator of so-and-so. Yeah. And it could Whereas be that... Bob Kane was. <laughs> and it could be that, that Kirby was, you know, a diligent worker and came up with lots of good ideas, mm. but Stan Lee was the person with the charismatic personality yeah. who could front those ideas and obviously run and, Marvel and and Jack Kirby like people like he has his own fans yeah oh yeah um like and people know he created this he created that like he's got such a distinctive uh illustration style as well like, yeah, yeah so yeah. the Kirby well dots yeah the Kirby <laughs> <dots>. <laughs> yeah absolutely like it's it's um you know, he has his own recognition whereas you know having never heard of Bill Finger exactly yeah like, uh, Bob Kane just stole the limelight for so long that it, it will take some time to kind of put it back where it belongs. But Bill Finger, I think, unlike Kirby, not doing much else. Mm. Whereas Kirby, like... Prolific. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's, uh, that's Stan Lee and Bill Finger, uh, our hero of today. Hero of the week! Give me week. So, have you heard they've started shipping uh, the Steam boxes, uh, all the uh, hardware to do with that? What? Do you know what the Steam box is? No. Okay. Do you know what Steam is? It runs trains. Yes. And it cooks vegetables and okay. dim sims. Uh, but Steam is the online gaming... Uh, okay. For a second, I'm like, I'll be funny and say, train. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's about the game thing. And yeah. you're like, yeah, and it does other stuff too. I'm like, we're talking about real stuff? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So Steam, you know, you can uh, sign up to Steam, buy games and play games on the on the Steam thing. Yeah. Um, and they have the Steam sales. People go nuts for it. It's like, you know, 50, 60% off stuff and people can buy games for a dollar, two dollars, whatever they go crazy for. And, you know, you had Goat Simulator appear on there, like all this sort of stuff. So really cool uh, indie games on there, you know, some bigger games as well. And uh, a little while, well, quite a while back, they started talking about creating a console to be able to play your Steam games on so you can play it on your TV, right. have it okay. with a with a controller, and so basically they put it out there and said to a, like sort of a bunch of different companies, you guys can make your own consoles, Steam Steam boxes as they're called, <laughs> and you can create your own, uh, you know, the way that it looks, the way that it operates, you know, the capacity that it has to play games. So, you know, more memory intensive stuff can have a bigger one. If you need a smaller one, you can have a small one that runs quickly and all that sort of stuff, um, which is really, really cool for people that love those Steam games, especially because they're so cheap. Quite often you can, you know, they give you early access to a lot of games that otherwise you'd be waiting a while for. And for PC gamers, not that I'm a particularly big PC gamer, yeah, um, it's a really cool resource to have to be able to play games. Uh, so they've basically just started shipping stuff in the last day um, <laughs> to do with the people that have bought um, their stuff, like pre-ordered their stuff ages ago on day one. So uh, Bernie Burns, who's a, um, one of the From creators Rooster. and co-founders of uh, Rooster Red vs. Blue, uh, and heaps of other stuff now. Um, just posted within the last couple of hours video. Or, or he went it on uh, Periscope and did a Periscope of him unboxing uh, his Steam stuff that is shipped. So like the new controller for Steam and like the little <laughs> box and everything. And it looks really cool. Sick. The controller is very similar to to the 
any controller these days with the you know joysticks and D pads and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Um, but it just looks looks pretty cool. And uh, yeah, hopefully it becomes a thing. Like you know, people have similar to the Marvel DC rivalry. People have the PlayStation and Xbox yeah, rivalry. Yeah. So I think putting Steam in there as well, coming from people who will be potentially mostly PC gamers, yeah, getting yeah. A, a console for their TV that could be a risky move for Steam to. You know, it might not pay off. It might just it be could people. just be bringing console gamers to their PC world. Well, that's exactly right. That's yeah. that's the thing that might pay off for them is the fact that you've got these people that are you know used to playing consoles yeah. and they like the idea of playing the Steam games on their on a console because yeah. they just feel more comfortable with the controller in their hands yeah. and the way that, that things you know things go with console gaming. So I think that's really cool, and I want one and I want to play Go, <laughs> go Simulator on it. Um, Papers, Please is another amazing game. Probably not suited to a console, but I'll still give it a crack if I get it. <laughs> there are so many games on there that I, I just want to get into. Um, I am an Xbox gamer. Um, I've got you know multiple Xbox 360s and an Xbox One, and I'm waiting for Rocket League, which is currently out on the PlayStation uh, network, and I believe Steam, but I haven't been able to find it because I also don't have a Windows PC, I have, <laughs> I have a Mac, um, so I'm waiting for that to come out on something that I can play it on, because do you know, do you know what Rocket League is? No, I um, don't know any of this. Shit. Right, so imagine, imagine... Oh, is it like soccer, but with rockets and shit? It's soccer, but with cars. I think Philip DeFranco has talked about this a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, years. so it's it's like rocket-powered cars uh, in a big arena... And this giant ball that is like, you basically have goals on either end and you play soccer, just trying to, you know, drive these cars sort of slightly off the wall and doing flips and, <laughs> and knocking them. It, I've watched a bunch of different YouTubers playing it and I just cannot wait to play it. So if that's on Steam and the Steam box has that, it's going to be incredible. It'll be the, you know, the first <laughs> thing I buy, uh, if I can get a Steam box. So if, if you guys, you know, if you guys have one, Go on Facebook, tell us what it's like to have one of these Steam boxes. I know they're oh, just yeah, sort of rolling out now, um, but they look really cool. <laughs> After this, we're expecting some of our friends to come by and, and we'll start recording for our 10th episode for the uh, Cards Against Humanity, which should hopefully be pretty fun. Yeah. The way we've played board games and things in the past is like we go off on tangents we just have a good time sometimes people get a bit drunk <laughs> sometimes people get a bit competitive yeah <laughs> but yeah we'll go through uh, the beginning of that when we start recording it um should be really fun so like i hope people who listen to this have been hanging out for it because yeah. I, I really can't wait <laughs> i've been uh, practicing there's a, um, a website <laughs> online that you can play cards against humanity on and uh, I went on there the other day, and I came in halfway through a game, and won. <laughs> and so I think it's a first to eight um, awesome points, uh, and I think I got my first four in the first five rounds of the um, that I played. And so it was just like ticking over every now and then. I get a new one, get a new one. And I'm like, yeah, I won. The annoying thing was in that ga- version of the game, one of the cards that you can get, like the online version, you can get a card where you can type in whatever response you want. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I had that in my in my uh, hand and I'm like I can't wait to use this for something good and then I won anyway and it's like I lost a hand like I lost (laughs) the card that I got to be as horrible as I possibly could be and yeah it's like it's like the you know using a blank tile in in Scrabble as your last piece you're like oh this is a waste now I know there are some uh, Cards Against Humanity packs that you can get that do have blank cards where you can come up with your own 
uh, answers or questions or whatever, but I've never used them. I think the um, a lot of the questions and answers they got in the game already are perfect enough. Yeah, yeah. So that's um, yeah. I can't remember the name of the the website for that. I think it's Zizi. It's like X, Y, Z, Z, Y or something. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you guys want to check that out, feel free. It's pretty fun. And they have different games going with different card sets and stuff. You can get your you know, PAX uh, expansions, your <laughs> Rooster Teeth expansions, stuff like that. It's really fun to play. Um, but if you like your, your basic normal expansions as well, they've got games where it's pretty pretty simple and, and standard, and that's also just as fun. Um, yeah, and, and you're taking turns to be the cards are. Which is basically the the decider. So yeah. it's yeah, it's really well done. Except that a lot of times when people are that position, they'll just sit there and not do anything, and so that whole hand is void. And it's like because they're not doing anything, they're not doing anything because they don't get to get any points anyway. So oh, they just do it to prevent okay. other people from getting That's points, so and it's dumb. a bit shitty. But overall, most of the people on there are pretty good about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the way we play mostly is like. We know each other's um, senses of humour to a degree, so mm. we just try and play to that. But. Well, I think this is why I was so terrible the first time we played, <laughs> was because I was used to playing against the horrible people on the internet. <laughs> and so, you know, the cards I was putting down were the worst possible thing I could think of, like just the most horrible answers uh, for most of the things. And... Uh, and even you guys probably, oh no, well, <laughs> like look, I didn't put that, I didn't, definitely didn't put that one down. <laughs> look, sometimes that works to your advantage, like yeah. if you know that whoever the cards are is at that time, if you know that's where their sense of humour lies, that they like things a bit sick or you push the boundary a little bit, yeah. like that could win you the game. Yeah, true. But, you know. <laughs> But yeah, I, like, I love that game. Uh, Cards Against Humanity is going to be, like, I'm really looking forward to, to this game. It should be, should be pretty fun. And it's a shame for you guys because for us, we're recording this podcast and then in a couple of hours, we're playing Cards Against Humanity. But for you guys, you got to wait a you week. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen, and you have to wait a week. Um, but you know what? I think we'll probably, we'll post a couple of teasers when we post this. This podcast, we'll put a couple of teasers on the Facebook page during the week just to keep you guys interested. We'll also, um, we'll try our best at filming a little bit of it as yeah. well, just to get like things for the YouTube channel and just get people to listen to the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I'd really like to do uh, some Periscope soon as well. Yeah. That's so we're going to be setting up uh, a Twitter account for the podcast. We thought we already had one. Because I thought <laughs> you had set it up and you thought I'd set it up. Yeah. Um, so we'll set up a a, a um, a Twitter account and then we'll do some periscopes whenever we're going to do some filming or whenever we're just hanging out together yeah, yeah. Um, and just see how those go. Um, for those of you that don't know what Periscope is, it's basically an app on your phone. It's kind of like chat roulette, but you get to go like decide whereabouts in the world you're watching. Yeah, it gives, you, gives you a map. Dicks. Yeah, it gives you a map <laughs> and you can click on the map where, you know, oh, I might have a look at who's doing live periscopes from Australia. And you click on, you know, you zoom in and then there might be three people doing live periscopes in Australia. So you click on one of those, you can watch them yeah. and go back out, watch someone else from Hungary or someone from the UK. And it's all uh, attached to Twitter. So um, you can actually, you know, you follow the Twitter account and it'll say, oh, so-and-so is doing a live periscope now. Go and check it out. So you can go and check it out. Well, obviously, if we're going to do something like that, we'll notify everyone, like we'll put it on Facebook and and sort of say, hey guys, we're yeah, doing yeah. this. So, but it's, yeah, it's really cool app you have on your phone, and you hook it up to, to your Twitter account, and it's uh, you can get it on Android and iPhone or iOS six or whatever it's called. <laughs> What's it called? iOS. iOS. <laughs> <laughs> iOS. <laughs> um, 
yeah, so we're going to um, hook up our Twitter account, do a per, like our Periscope account, and uh, and hopefully have more ways of interacting with uh, with the listeners. Um, I think that's a good place to wrap up the end of this episode. Um, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, so obviously we've mentioned our, our Twitter, we've mentioned our Facebook, we've mentioned Periscope. If you guys have any suggestions for challenges for us to do, please don't hesitate to let us know on our Facebook or our Twitter once we finally get that up and running. And uh, if you guys have suggestions for terrible movies for us to to review, yeah, yeah, by all means, post do those that. as well. Um, I am very much looking forward to watching some terrible movies and telling you all how bad they are. <laughs> uh, last episode, we talked uh, extensively about Bill and Ted's Terrible Adventure. Because it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had planned on talking about Wayne's World this episode, but we've put <laughs> it off for episode 11. Uh, it is, it's going to be interesting because I have to go back and rewatch it and just see how, <laughs> how bad it is. Like, again, I think I have more of a... A nostalgic quality. To yeah, I feel a bit closer to Wayne's World than I ever did to Bill and Ted, so I, I don't think it's going to be quite as bad. It's still going to be bad, but for me, the the main issue I have with it is how bad it makes community television look, <laughs> having worked in community television myself. Uh, so we're going to do that for episode 11. Obviously, next week, uh, we'll have the Cards Against Humanity uh, podcast out. Uh, we've got a number of our friends uh, dropping by for that, uh, but... As far as I know, that's all we've got for this week. Yep, uh, I've been Yogi. And as always, I've been Tim. And you've been listening to another episode of the Wilhelm Stream. And his name is George Schiller! <laughs> <laughs>